We have five people that are being baptised today, which is just yay. It's absolutely so exciting. Uh, a lot of our young people, uh, who've, uh, some have been in the church for a little while and others uh, who haven't too, have committed their life to the Lord and also today, of course, have been baptised, which is just uh, so exciting for us. And you might have seen the spa out there. That is not for recreation. We're actually going to use that as a baptismal uh, today for those of you who have not been to a baptism before. We hope you enjoy that. We hope you learn something uh, too. We hope really that you get a blessing from the Lord uh, today as that happens. Well, we're going to start with the youngest of all. And Aaliyah. Uh, has been really working through her faith. I know she spends a lot of time uh, over in the kids' church and she has made the decision for herself that she'd like to be baptised. She trusts the Lord and she today, very bravely, uh, going to come and tell us uh, her story too. So we've got something very special for that and that is called a little podium that I'm about to move this way so we can see her, okay? So that's great. Come on, Aaliyah. For a long time, I have grown up with both sides of the story with those who don't believe and with those who do. I believe I put faith in Jesus when I was about four or five years of age, and I have been able to interact with God by praying to him at night and talking to him in tight situations, and he always helps me. I have decided to be baptised because Jesus gave us the example, and that is what I want to do in obedience of the Lord. Here are some verses that I think changed my life. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, and so whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And John 3.17 For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that, was a, and that was a sermon, and you may all go home now. <laughs> Thank you, Aaliyah, for sharing. And I know Steve's going to say something to you. This is your grandfather. Thanks, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to share with Aaliyah and watch her grow, and also to grow in a maturity and an understanding of what it is to have Jesus Christ in your life. Um, this is a decision purely by herself, and it's evident in her life to her grandmother and I and her parents and those who know her. And what a blessing it is. Um, a l- little message from the scriptures that I, I know really has come to understand. And this is just a passage that uh, is very dear to us and a very precious message, which Aaliyah also is exemplifying today. And Aaliyah, when Jesus was in the world, the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. He even came amongst his own people, by whom he was the lineage of David, and they rejected him. But to as many as received him, was given the power to become a child of God, who were born not of the blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. And this is what you've come to understand, and that is uh, the greatest thing anyone. And it's for that reason that I'll hear today... is being baptised because it shows her recognition um, that she is uh, born again in Christ and she follows in those waters of baptism which was um, given to us by the example of John and followed through by the Lord Jesus himself that exemplifies the death, burial and resurrection into newness of life. It is that newness of life that, Aaliyah, you have received by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And it's not something you can ever 
let go of because you were held in his hands for all eternity. Melissa, thanks for that. Hi, I'm Melissa, for those of you who don't know me. And I'm a little bit unwell at the moment, so apologies for the coughing, and I'll try not to pass it on to you guys. I can't remember a time in my life when I was not aware of God's existence or of his love for me. I can't even remember the time in my life before I asked him into my heart. To be quite honest, I can't remember anything for about two years after that either. I think I was probably around four years old, and I remember being really scared. My oldest sister had just told me about hell and what it was like. She told me that if I didn't ask God to forgive my sins and come into my heart, I would go to hell and never see my mum and dad again. (laughs) When you're like four years old, that's about the scariest thing that can possibly happen. During our family prayer time that night, I asked God to come into my heart. I obviously at that time had the wrong motives as I was driven by fear rather than repentance. But as I got older and learned more, I understood better and began to experience motives that were more closely aligned with understanding my sin and need for forgiveness. I doubted so many times though and felt so unworthy of God's saving grace. I can recall many dark nights when I was unsure of my salvation and asked God, God once again to save me from the punishment of my sin. I understand now that it's good and good to recognize and acknowledge my unworthiness, but that it is dishonoring to God to think that because I'm unworthy, I need to constantly ask for his salvation as though it is fleeting. One verse that helped me to trust God and that he'll always be there for me is Joshua 1 verse 9. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Some of you may know that I almost drowned when I was two years old. I could have died, but God spared me. Twice in the past two years, I've been told that God saved me for a reason. I don't know what that reason is yet, but I believe that by obeying God today and publicly displaying my faith, I've taken the next step towards discovering my role in God's story. Melissa's parents weren't able to be here today because they're just in Zambia, actually, which is a little bit far to be coming, but they have sent video messages uh, today. And um, when Melissa talked about being saved for something. Listen very, very carefully to what uh, Richard has to say. Thanks. Hi, Alyssa. I'm sure you can recognise behind me the old backyard coming mission and the swimming pool where you drowned as a toddler so many years ago. And I was still very, very grateful to God that he gave gave you back to us that day. We celebrate even more today because he chooses to go through a baptism, which is far richer. One that celebrates the fact that you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you have his spirit going in you. I'd like today just to read you a few verses to remind you of the importance of that life. This is from Colossians chapter 3. 
Since you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Your spiritual life is so precious, Melissa, and we're so grateful to be a little part of it today as you go into the waters of baptism. Never forget how important the life that's been restored to you is. Hi, Melissa. You'll understand if I'm squinting because I know you have sore eyes too. It's a bit glary here today. Dad and I are really glad that you're being baptised today and we're so pleased to see evidence that God's working in your life and moving you towards more obedience to him. As you and I have already talked about, obedience to God is not something that can be delayed or postponed until it's more convenient or until your parents are in the same country. And so we're glad that you've chosen not to postpone your baptism but to be baptised today even though we're not with you. We're sad that we can't be with you, but we're rejoicing with you. I've got some verses to share with you today, and they're some of my favourite verses because they talk about uh, the rich blessing that comes from knowing and understanding and experiencing Jesus' great love for us. It comes from Ephesians 3, verses 16 to 19, and this is a slightly expanded and modified version for you today. I pray for you, Melissa, that from God's glorious riches, he will grant you to be strengthened and spiritually energized with great power through his spirit in your innermost being in order that Christ may dwell and abide in your heart through your faith. And I pray that you, Melissa, being deeply rooted and firmly established in love, may have power and capability together with all God's holy people to grasp and comprehend how wide and long and high and deep is Christ's love for you, and that you may come to know for yourself through personal experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge, and that as you know and experience God's love for yourself, that you may be filled to the measure with all the fullness of God, that is, that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, being completely filled and flooded with God himself. This is my prayer for you today. Uh, good morning, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Nathaniel Otteson. Uh I've been a Christian for many years now, but I've never taken that step in obeying God through baptism. Uh, and that has been due to feelings of shame, regret, or just not feeling like I've reached that spiritual level that I need to be at, or I thought I needed to be at. Um, over the past couple of months, though, God has been revealing, and I've been learning slowly, uh, that my real issue is that I'm not willing to give over my, the entirety of my life to him, and that in doing that, I'm, I've been disobeying him. Uh, and he's been doing that, changing my heart, through the Bible verses in the Bible app that I have on my phone. Uh, there was a period of about a week where every verse that morning 
was either about obeying God or being fully rooted and alive in him. Uh, and that really affected me. And the, the verse that really uh, uh, touched my heart was Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, can you continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So this verse really touched me just because it reminded me that I wanted to be fully in Christ, and I hadn't given that over to him. Uh, and I needed to do that. The other major event that God used was at youth group. Uh, so I'm a youth leader, for those of you who don't know, and we've recently started up a night called Mini Youth, where it's a chance for the leaders to have purposeful conversations with the kids about uh, God and his love for them. Uh, this first particular night was on baptism. Now, I went to this youth night expecting to help teach the youth kids about baptism and the reason we do it. And God used that to actually uh, reach out to me. Um, so the few days previous, I'd had a number of people in the church as well come up to me and ask, hey, are you considering getting baptized, Nat? Um, yeah, and then this youth night... There was a number of uh, reasons that it gave for why Jesus got baptized. Um, but the one that stood out to me was that it was simply an act of obedience to his father. For me, that I'd never thought of it that way. I mean, God per, is a perfect per, uh, being. And Jesus came down as a man, still perfect, to get baptized. It just didn't make sense with me. But Christ is our example as Christians. And if you are someone here today who hasn't been baptized because you feel like you have to reach a certain spiritual level or because you feel you're not ready, you don't have to. All it takes is a step of obedience to, in God. And so to obey God and follow Christ's example, I stand here today to publicly declare my faith and uh, my belief in his truths. I would just like to end with one other verse that also had a major impact, and I'd like to... Uh, continue through this. Uh, Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Hi, everyone. It's really exciting for us to be able to see Nathaniel take this step to be baptized. And uh, some of you may know that Nathaniel's really into Lord of the Rings. He just loves those adventures, battles, battles against evil. And we're just thinking about that. There's no better adventure than to follow Jesus and his footsteps. So that's one of the things. So a couple of things I just want to highlight about that issue, about that uh, walk of faith. One is that we always respond to what God has done for us in the first place. And the second one is that God is always with us all through those situations that come ahead. One verse that I'm going to read to you is a paraphrase. It's Galatians 2.20. It says, You have been crucified with Christ, and you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. The life you, live, sorry, the life you now live in the body, you live by faith in the Son of God. And why? 
Why do you live by faith? Because he, he, he's the one who loved you and gave himself for you already. The second verse is from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. I've heard that before this morning, but that's a good verse. Uh, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So that's our prayer for you, Nat, and we're very proud. Thank you. Morning, church. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Tim, and I'm very excited to be baptized this morning. Um, One thing that I love about a person's testimony, I'm sure that many of you will agree with me, is that each of us that have invited Christ into our lives can have a number of different testimonies and stories that we can tell of the amazing things that Christ has done in our lives. Um, And even though we continuously fail to disobey him, he just continuously draws us back and he does all the hard work for us. So the main part of my testimony this morning is actually going to be focused on more of my last 10 months, um, but I will give a quick little recap of where I've come from. So raised in a Christian family, I've always had fantastic examples of how to live like a follower of Christ. Mum, who served in BSF for 14 years, basically ever since I remember, um, not only did that, but she raised two sons, neither of which were an easy case, um, and pointed us to Christ in everything that we did. Dad, who's been a crazy example of me, of how to work hard to provide and lead for a family, as well as give up a whole heap of time um, to help those that, um, that really need the help and use his gifts to glorify God in that. <clears throat> um, and a brother as well who... I've lost where I am, so just give me a second. I'm making this up now. Um, a brother as well who has had an incredibly rough past 10 years, but um, each step along the way has had a faith so incredibly strong that I'm constantly in awe of what he has. His perseverance to follow Christ, no matter what life has thrown at him, has been something that sometimes I've struggled to understand, but that's what Christ does. He works miracles in all circumstances and calls us to trust in him through that, which is exactly what James has done. Growing up for me, it was pretty cruisy. Um, When you have a family around you that provide for your every need, there often isn't many worries to be had. Um, I think being a kid that's grown up in a Christian family, I went through a stage in my life where I gave my life to Christ probably about 50 times a month. Um, I went through all the typical Christian kid stages growing up, being a goody two-shoes, going through the stage of realising that there's more out there than just our little Christian bubble, um, having real struggles with sin that actually impacted my behaviour and my thoughts. But every step along the way has been a slow learning and growing process. A big part of that learning and growing process for me has been through the people that God has put in my life. Those of you that know me know that I'm a very sociable person. I often like hanging out with people or constantly talking to people. So as usual, God knows best and he's used the people that he's placed in my life to help me with a large part of my growth. I've always had people around me to look up to um, who have been great examples to me and have not taken the credit at any point but have pointed me to Christ in everything. Whether it be my youth leaders, my sports coaches, teammates school friends and even teachers, I've been blessed to be surrounded by people that are encouraging and uplifting. In recent years, God has used one man and his wife in particular to do an incredible amount of work, and that man's sitting behind me on his phone. (coughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Um, these two people have been just like second parents to me. They've always been there um, to talk to. They've prayed for me constantly. They've corrected me when I'm wrong, and they've welcomed me with open arms when I'm broken, just seemingly looking out for me all the time. And yet, they would be the first ones to tell you that it's not been anything that they have done, but it's been because of Christ that they are able to show that love towards me, a love that I have never experienced outside of family. I've lost where I am again. <laughs> I'm not about to cry, don't worry. Um, and for that, um, them welcoming into me into their lives and just making me a part of their family, I can never be truly thankful enough to them, but more importantly, thankful to God for placing them in my life through the years where I've needed the most. But as I said, it's been the last 10 months or so where things have really sort of flipped on its head for me. As I was saying, a lot of my life has been pretty cruisy, and I've never really come across many trials. So when my comfortable life started getting changed and challenged, um, so was my faith. Because of my easygoing life, I never really took my faith as seriously as I should have. I knew the knowledge, I went to youth, I went to the Bible studies, and I asked the questions, but I was probably only about 75% submersed fully in it. And as I said, I'd become too, lump, too comfortable with my life, and my identity and confidence in who I was, what made me, was not fully in Christ. Um, lots of people know that I love my soccer, and although I'm not brilliant at it, I usually take it a bit more seriously than I should. Over a period of time, my identity and confidence week to week would be based on my soccer performance. Um, it sounds silly to say now, but my performance would determine my mood, and our results would often determine how my week would go. That gap in my life of what my identity was and what I am created to do was subconsciously being filled with soccer rather than being filled with Christ. It had become more important to me than the gospel, not on purpose, but because that's what I spent most of my time thinking about, talking about, and that's what I was living for. In June of last year, that changed for me a little bit. When I broke a vertebrae in my back, my soccer was taken away from me for an extended period of time, and not just my soccer, but all things physical. Something that plays a large part of my life um, was taken away from me, and that gap had become empty again, since I couldn't fill it with something eternal. I tried filling that gap again with a relationship, but when that got taken away from me, I became quite lost for a while. Um, it opened up a whole bunch of personal issues that I had. I knew with my head that my identity was in Christ, but I didn't fully believe it or experience it. For a while, I went to a pretty dark place. As I wrestled with these issues, it had been clear that I was under spiritual attack. I struggled for quite some time with a lot of things that are just temporary things, not being focused on the eternal, getting caught up with a self-centred view on what was happening around me. I, didn't think, I don't think that I'll be able to fully describe the emotions that I went through, as every day brought a new struggle and a roller coaster of emotions. I had never gone through a period of my life where I had felt so hopeless, but this was because I was lost. It, had only been, it has only been a recent revelation of mine throughout this whole season that God has simply been saying to me, trust me, I'm in control there is a reason for this. I came to the realisation that I had been trying to control the situation myself, in my own strength and power, which, as we know, never ends well. I, was full, I wasn't fully trusting in God and letting it do his way, the right way. God has a plan, and I wasn't fully resting in the fact that that plan is perfect and that plan is for my good. Amidst everything that was going on, my focus had been shifted away from the gospel, and I was distracted and being consumed by earthly problems, that ultimately God is in control of. 
Throughout this time, I found myself turning to a couple of verses regularly. One of those was James chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, which says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And the second one was from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, which said, Do not worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. It's fair to say that it's been a pretty trialing time, and because of it, I'm slowly learning. God has been by my side every step along the way, and he's always working in every situation. But I am certainly still a work in progress. I still struggle with some of the same stuff regularly, and may well still for some time. Being, being towards the back end of this season of life has helped me realise what the heart of what has been happening is. But nothing that I can do or realise will help me. Bringing it to God, confessing my sin, and asking for forgiveness was the first step to changing my heart. He does the work, I do not. I'm so undeserving of the grace that God has shown to me, as we all are. And when we come to that realisation that Christ dying to save us from our own sins and everything he has done is purely out of his grace and mercy, our only response has to be to follow him, to praise him and to give him all the glory. Baptism does not save me, nor is it a massive turning point where everything is going to be much easier from here on in. No. Sometimes it may be quite the opposite, and my biggest challenges may still be ahead of me. But bring it on, because with Christ on our side, nothing can stop us from glorifying. Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, who can stand against us? Being baptised is about obeying God. It's about publicly declaring my faith um, in him, and no matter what life throws my way from now on, I want my first response to be to turn to him. Um, I've had the real privilege of watching Tim really grow up uh, as a person and in his faith. Um, from a young lad who used to cry when we changed the rules of youth group games so that he'd lose, to uh, <laughs> wrestling with his faith and really building a faith that's his uh, through trial, through struggle, through questioning. Um, one of the impressive things I've continued to see through Tim in his entire life is that he's always questioning what's going on. He's always looking at the Bible and asking questions about what does this mean, how does this apply, um, and he's a man that's seeking wisdom at the moment, and that's what I've been praying for him for the last little bit, and we'll continue to pray for him. Um, and the verse that I've chosen this morning is from Proverbs chapter 2, and it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom... And inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for his hidden treasures, then you will understand and fear the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Alrighty. All right, so I'm not a big fan of public speaking, so I'm going to be a bit stop-start, mainly because my notes are quite random. Um, but yeah, here we go anyway. My name's Jason, I'm one of the youth leaders here. Um, and yeah, I just want to share 
just a story about my life, just how God's been working in it. Um, and yeah, I've just been praying that it will encourage some of you here. So I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, I'm the youngest of four. I have two sisters and one brother. I don't think I, I still don't think I um, fully comprehend the blessing that it is to be brought up in a Christian home. But yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, I grew up with just like Sunday school, youth group, Bible studies, things like that. Um, and I always had people in my life that continue to uh, point me towards God and just help me learn more about him. Um, yeah, so growing up through primary school and high school, I wasn't very bold in my faith. I didn't um, deny it at all, but I wasn't openly you know, sharing the gospel, I'd say. Uh, when I was in year nine, going into year ten, my family went through quite a hard time. Um, I think at the time I never fully understood the impact it would have on my life um, and also my family. It led us to move house, change church, um, and in that for me it meant I lost all my church friends um, and then at the same time because I was moving away from school and finishing up school, I also lost school friends. Um, I finished school after year 10 because I always knew I wanted to be a carpenter. Um, so yeah, I started that new phase of life starting working. Worked for a few months doing maintenance um, and then I got a pre-apprenticeship and did TAFE for about a year. Um, towards the end of that year, I started my apprenticeship and I, through that I really learned the value of hard work. Um, and yeah, I was always very grateful for the people that I learnt uh, my skills off. Through my apprenticeship, I very much fell into the worldly mindset of working hard so then you can buy things, so then you can be happy. That's what I thought it was. Um, but then over probably five years or so, so out of my apprenticeship, working for about a year, I realised I just wasn't happy. I wasn't following God. I never stopped believing in God. I always went to church, um, but I always stayed in my comfort zone. I went to a few churches over the years, one of which we made very good friends with um, some Vanuatu seasonal workers, um, which I'll come back to. Um, just find my spot. So yeah, when I was about 21, 22, I'd been qualified for about a year. Um, and yeah, as I said, I was heading down that path of working hard so then I can buy a house, car, so on. I thought that would make me happy. Um, but I found myself being very unhappy. I wasn't happy with where I was working, the people I was working with. Just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't content at all. I felt lost, um, and I, yeah, I just wasn't satisfi satisfied with life. I didn't know what to do. So I ended up stopping and praying. I prayed to God. I committed to God. I said, Lord, show me... Uh, where you want me, what you want me to do, and I'll follow. I did this for probably a month. Um, and yeah, one of the things that I often tell people to pray is, it might sound silly, but I remember someone telling me, was pray that God would make it stupidly obvious of his path. It might seem weird to pray that, but it really did make a difference. Because probably after a month of praying that, 
I really felt God speak to me just through work. Um, And the way God speaks to me, it's kind of hard to explain, but for me, it's like a gut feeling. But not like a normal gut feeling. It's like, oh, I think it's this. But it's a feeling of just absolute certainty. Certainty. Just with no doubt. Um, What he told me was, quit my job. And a lot of people thought that was a bit strange. I never told people why I was quitting my job. I just said I wasn't happy with it, just ready to start something new. But, yeah, towards the end of that year, I quit my job, not knowing what I was going to do, where I was going to go, but I was at peace with that. Probably for about... um, Sorry, I'm a bit lost. Yeah, probably for about a month, I was praying the same thing, just that God would show me where he wanted me um, and what he wanted me to do. And God answered that quite clearly. I got a job with a guy that I knew. So I was a Christian guy. And then I was also working alongside Nick Vanders, which is here today and, yeah, a lot of you would know. Um, Nick became a great friend to me over probably two years of working. Through that two years, he... I believe he spoke to me, um, as in God spoke to me through him. I found I wasn't happy with the church I was at. There was no one my age. They were all old people, including my parents. (laughs) But, yeah, I just knew there was something missing. I didn't have that community. So I continued to pray the same thing. I'd pray that God would show me where he wanted me and what he wanted me to do. And God answered that prayer. And that was through Nick, um, just inviting me to to this church. Um, And through that, I gained a lot of new friends and great community. Um, As time went on, I continued to pray the same thing, that God would show me where he wanted me. Um, And this is the part where I thought God had a bit of sense of humour because he was pointing me towards youth group. Now... Back then, I, was, I wasn't as sure with this one because it was very clear that he was pointing me towards youth, but, yeah, the way I always said it was, I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it has changed. <laughs> I have grown to tolerate them. <laughs> for me, I just, yeah, I wasn't sure, but I knew it was his path for me, so I trusted. I stepped out of my comfort zone, and I'm glad I did. Because youth was one of the biggest, um, yeah, just through it, it was the biggest way that I've grown in my faith and just grown closer to God, just in trusting him. Um, so jumping back to the Vanuatu guys, the ones that I made good friends with in the last church. Um, yeah, the, as a family we became good friends and that led to a family holiday. Through this family holiday we thought it would be you know, great fun, which it was. Um, but I think God opened, I know my eyes, and I'm sure my family as well, to just the conditions that they live in. And it was quite hard to see when people that you care about are living in that way. Um, I remember coming back from Australia and I felt unsettled. Just seeing everything around, just the culture of Australia, it was very hard to, to live. Um, I know God gave... My mum and Kylie, a really big heart for Vanuatu. And the next big thing that was coming up was a missions trip. 
when the topic was first brought up, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> because I knew it was so far out of my comfort zone, something I've never done before. But reluctantly, I prayed the same. <clears throat> I prayed that God would show me if he wanted me to go on a missions trip. And, yeah, reluctantly, I followed. Um, and I ended up going on a missions trip. Yeah, I'm really glad I did because in that as well, I, yeah, I really grew in my faith and trusting him. Um, we've done maybe four or five mission trips now. I've kind of lost count. Um, but yeah, it's just really awesome to see God work through others and myself just in the way of teaching people. Um, the second last mission um, trip I went on, I really believe that God gave me something. It was just, a insight, <clears throat> just an insight to his plan and the way he works sometimes. It was just over a small, brief little conversation I overheard mum talking to one of the chiefs on. And it was on how we got to Vanuatu. Yeah, and the reason we're in Vanuatu was because God gave us a heart for Vanuatu on the holiday. We became good friends with the Vanuatu guys from the last church we went to. And it just so happened we had the only car that could pick up the Vanuatu guys to come to church. And the only reason we were at church was because we moved house. <coughs> the only reason we moved house was... <coughs> was because of that hard time with our family. I'm not sad, but I'm joyful. Because I know God doesn't cause suffering, but he uses it in ways <coughs> that we can't even realise. I'm so filled with joy that I know it's only from God and it's not a joy that you can find anywhere else on earth. The verse that's always spoken to me is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and always submit to him and he will make your path straight. I'm far from perfect and I'm still learning how to follow God. But today I do submit to him, not just at this time, but for the rest of my life. It's, um, it's been an incredible privilege to see parts of Jace's life and see him grow and to serve alongside him. And I know that you will have heard from what he just said. He's a man of God. He's a man of prayer. Um, and that's the way that I've been incredibly encouraged through Jace. I know that my prayer life is a lot stronger because of his encouragement. And it's exciting to see him pray for things and see answers to prayer and see him encourage people to pray. When I was trying to find a verse... Um, I, came, I jumped straight to Jeremiah 29.11 and I was like, no, nah, it's too common. I don't want to go with that one. And I kept flicking through and I kept going through a whole bunch of other verses and I just kept coming back to it and kept coming back to it. And it's just so applicable, so I'm going to read it out. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
Then you will call upon me and come to me and pray, and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I feel so strongly that God has incredible plans for Jace. Um, I've seen his character and I've seen him grow and I've seen the work that God's doing in him. And I know that there will be great plans for Jace as long as he continues to seek God, which I know that he will, and commit everything to prayer. So everything from Aaliyah uh, to Jace, <coughs> I hope you've been as encouraged as uh, I have been. If you're one who doesn't belong to Christ, I hope that your eyes are, and your ears are being opened uh, to the possibilities of who he is, what he is, to question that, to find out uh, for yourself. What we're going to do now is we're going to sing and then Shabu's going to come and bring a short message to us and then we're going to gather outside and we're going to enjoy uh, watching uh, these people uh, go through baptism. So thanks, uh, music team.